What's going on? It's your boy, Che Cole, and you're now tuned in to episode 164 of the Cold Therapy Podcast entitled, What Drives You? Let's get into it. Cole, and I'm super excited to get into another episode, so let's hop into it. And so, over the past few uh, weeks, we've been kind of going through some personal testimonies, and, and this will be the last kind of installment into uh, just talking about those things, uh, and we'll shift uh, to something else. Uh, but I really want to talk today about what drives you. Uh, as I reflect on uh, some of my encounters and, and uh, some of the episodes and some of the things that I've shared, uh, even uh, on here, uh, I was reflecting last week and, and um, just about some other things and, and you know, career-wise or just life-wise and uh, seeing the patterns of uh, different things that have occurred. And um, those things tend to drive me because uh, you start to see some patterns in, in how certain things may transpire in your life and uh, how uh, God comes through in all of those situations. Uh, and I think it's important that we understand what drives us, what fuels us uh, to achieve the things that we want to achieve or why we uh, move and operate the way that we do. And so as I'm reflecting, I'm thinking back to some of my early memories and, and some of the things I didn't share on here. And it uh, really had me thinking about those situations and those circumstances that have fueled me to becoming uh, the man I am today. I remember uh, one of the most memorable uh, times in my life that uh, kind of shapes me uh, in terms of uh, who I am today and uh, who I've become even is uh, one of the patterns that I recognize is uh, I'm often overlooked and uh, not the person that would be chosen for uh, certain things, right? I'm not the, uh, stature-wise, I'm not the, the most impressive. Uh, it, um, when it comes to uh, athletics, I wasn't uh, the biggest guy on the basketball. I'm not, in, like I said, stature-wise, I'm not impressive anyway. So, of course, on the basketball court, I wasn't um, that, that type of guy either, uh, often the smallest person on the court. Um, but there's one particular moment Oh, well, I'll talk about two in this episode, uh, just in terms of playing basketball. I remember uh, one of the earliest moments that shaped, you know, who I am and drive me still to this day uh, is uh, um, middle school basketball in my seventh grade year. I uh, had started the first four or five games. Uh, I'm coming off my best game uh, as I was uh, at the time, the only seventh grader starting uh, for our seventh and eighth grade team. And uh, so I was the only seventh grader starting. I was the point guard. And uh, like I said, I'm coming off my best game. We got a game at home uh, coming up. And I'm like, yeah, man, like telling people like, yo, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm hooping, y'all. Like this is, this is what we do. And, um, and so, you know, the, uh, like I said, I'm coming off my best game uh, of the entire season. And, um, you know, coach goes through starting lineups before the game and I'm not in the starting lineup anymore. 
And so I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. And and then, you know, first quarter goes by. You know, we're halfway through the first quarter. He makes the first subs. I'm thinking maybe I'll be the first one off the bench type thing. Um, I haven't gotten in. First quarter goes by. Still haven't gone gotten in. Second quarter, nah, I haven't played a, a second, a minute <laughs> in the game. So, you know, I'm already down like seventh grade. Uh, you can imagine how that is going. Uh, halftime, you know, nothing said. Everybody's looking. Everybody's wondering, like, why isn't Jay playing? Like, what's like what happened? What's going on? All right. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Third quarter, same thing. I still haven't played. Uh, not like I said, not one minute, not one second in the game. Um, fourth quarter, I'll never forget this moment in my life. Fourth quarter, uh, we're up you know, by 13 or whatever the case may be. Um, so the game's pretty much over because we're only, it's less than a minute left to go in the game. And uh, then my coach says, Chase, sub in. I looked at the clock. It was 22 seconds left in the game. And he tells me to sub in. So I didn't even make it to the scores table. Um, <laughs> I kind of got up slowly. I'm like, yo, I haven't played the whole game. I'm, I've been starting the all year. This is this is wild, right? And and so I remember like the end of the baseline was here. The back of my foot was like right there. Like I barely stepped on the court. Um, and the crazier thing is, he wanted me to shoot the ball when they passed it to me. We're up 13, um, and like he told him to pass me the ball too. Like that was so ridiculous. Um, so they passed me the ball. He wanted me to shoot, but I passed it right back to the person that passed it to me. Uh, and, you know, the clock ran out and we shook hands and went to the locker room. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't start another game that year. Um, I got to play some, uh, but I didn't start ever again uh, that season. And so, um, you know, that fueled me to uh, work even harder over the summer. Like, we had a new coach the next year, um, all those types of things. So uh, I was back to starting. Uh, and, you know, that was one of the the few times that I, I didn't start during uh, my career uh, in middle school, high school, just playing basketball. So then um, fast-forwarding to – um, a less dra drastic uh, scenario or situation. Um, I'll give y'all three. I remember my freshman year in high school, um, I was playing JV at the time. And again, me and my boy, Caleb Drake, we were, we were starting uh, JV. At the time, we were the only ninth graders starting for our ninth, ninth and 10th grade team. And um, I remember our coach uh, wanted to start some other people like they were really good the year before. And so everybody, you know, was like, thought they knew who was gonna be starting and stuff. So we kind of took some people's spots and all that kind of stuff. So um, we uh, we started again, four or five games. And uh, uh, and then the coach wanted to make a little a little switch. So he, he pulled me and my boy out we didn't start this one particular game and we were, we were both sitting on the bench. We were like, man, when we get in, like we going off. 
And so um, got in, both went off. That was the last game we didn't start uh, together. So, um, yeah, so like I said, a less drastic scenario. Uh, we subbed in. We were the first ones off the bench. But um, And then, you know, just remembering even on the basketball court um, in, you know, the rest of the years, like being the smallest person on the, on the court and um, sometimes guarding, like, the tallest ones just because – you know, teams get switched or um, people not paying attention or whatever, um, and being able to um, choose heart over height in those situations and those circumstances. Um, a non-sports-related uh, situation, I remember um, my journey as an RA. Uh, initially, I was, um, you know, in, in college, I, like I said, I'm reserved. I'm introvert so I'm reserved and so uh, my cousin Kalia who's been on the podcast before um, she was a RA she was a head RA and um, and so you know seeing what she does and um, learning from her was like you know that's something I could do plus it helps with you know um, room uh, covers your room so it makes sense financially you get paid to do it, all those things, right? So I applied to be a RA. Uh, I didn't get selected. I was on the alternate list. So if somebody's grades weren't right or, you know, somebody just wasn't coming back, um, then I would be selected. And so um, that was going into the summer. I received a phone call that um, I had been selected to be placed uh, in – to be an RA, and so I went from an alternate to actually, uh, I wasn't an alternate very long, I got the call over the summer. And so from there to that next year, um, I applied to be a head RA, and you know I'm going up against people who uh, had done it for two years, um, people who were uh, more seasoned in the position, and um, yeah, and I end up being selected to be a head RA for that next year, that following year. Um, so I went from alternate to a head RA within a year. So it doesn't even stop there because uh, even in my professional career now, um, I don't even know if they know that I know, <laughs> but um, like the position that I'm in now, I know that they didn't want to pick me and someone had to advocate for me to get in that position. Um, and so, um, as you see, like the pattern has been, you know, being overlooked or um, being not the first choice, not everyone's first choice for something. And so that really fuels me not in, and you know, you have to be careful, you have to caution yourself because it's not always about you. Uh, but I think what it shows me is that sometimes these situations and these circumstances occur uh, so that you can uh, be an example of what God can do. God will take uh, the least of these. And this is actually going to make me switch the scripture that I um, was going to use. And so, um, yeah, um, just thinking about those different things and, you know, it, it can be tough, you know, the dark side of that is 
um, you know, dealing with that rejection from, you know, some of the previous things I talked about in the past to where it's like you start to embody that uh, to where you're not the first pick. You're not, um, you know, really every, anyone's top choice, it may seem like, and you can start to uh, take that on. But I think what it's taught me is to continue to persevere uh, no matter what, because uh, even when uh, so even in the RA example, uh, I became uh, I was selected RA of the year, um, the year that I was a head RA, and uh, even uh, my senior year of you know high school basketball, I was like the MVP for the team and all conference and all these different things. But it took the drive from you know <laughs> being told to go in the game with 22 seconds left and um, just being able to. Uh, navigate those different situations and circumstances with grace, with character, um, not pouting or anything like that. Not saying that those situations didn't hurt um, because they did. It's just about persevering through. Um, and so uh, changing uh, the, the scripture, uh, just based on how I navigated the episode, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, um, you know, this is when uh, Samuel is is going to anoint a king in the house of Jesse, and he goes through all the sons, but he couldn't find one. Uh, and so it says, verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so I share all that to say, what drives you? What is fueling you? I think there's a significance in putting God first. There's a significance in understanding that uh, what you carry, what you have, it it fuels you because uh, certain people, certain um, uh, things will look at your resume. Certain things will look at uh, who who has co-signed you or who referred you or what degree you have or what school you went to, but it doesn't matter about those things. Look at your life. Look at the different situations and the different circumstances that you may have been through, may have dealt with, because uh, King David uh, was just the one that they overlooked. He was the one that was in the field. He was the one that was tending to the sheep, and his father didn't think much of him, but he was the one that God had selected to be king, right? And so even when you look at 1 Samuel 17, and this is where I was originally going to go, um, it says uh, in 1 Samuel 17, um, you know, David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And, and, un and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Right. I'm going to stop there uh, because uh, we've talked about lion and bear season. It was that lion and bear season that fueled him. It was the lion and bear season and the belief in God that fueled David. Right. They looked at his appearance. They looked at his stature. They looked at what he, uh, his age, and that he was just a young boy. And they thought that he couldn't do it. They thought that he wasn't equipped enough. And so I feel that many of you can relate to that experience that that you've been applying for jobs, and and they feel, they sense that you're not equipped to do the job. You can get 
the interview or or maybe you can't get the interview, but continue to persevere through it. Continue to push through it. No matter what uh, person has overlooked you. I think we have to get to a place. I share all of this to say what drives you, what fuels you uh, to say that if the Lord is with you, who can be against you? Let God direct your path. Trust God with, with that thing. Trust God for real, for real. Because I think as believers, I know it can be tough sometimes. Like, why am I not going through this? Why am I not obtaining this thing? I've seen all my peers seem like they're reaching success. It seems like they're having success in these areas. It's, Lord, you know, you hear my cry, and yet I don't know why this is happening to me. And so it's a real experience to be overlooked, to be undervalued, to be unappreciated to have the credentials and yet still not be selected. But I think when we really truly understand what God has for me is for me, it makes it all the better. It makes it makes so much more of a difference. And I think there's a place of trust. There's a level of security in God that we have to get to uh, as believers, as people of God, as people trying to to navigate life. Right. So what drives you? Look back over your life. Think about what what you have been able to do, what has happened, what has occurred in your life. What has been the motivational piece for you? Sometimes, yes, I know the situations have been hard. I know uh, that these things have been difficult, but you have to learn how to use those situations where people have overlooked you or haven't selected you or or certain situations have occurred in your life that you're like, man. This is worth noting and look at the pattern and say, Lord, you didn't fail me then and you won't fail me now. So, Lord, I choose to trust you no matter what this circumstance looks like. I know that I can trust you because he's never failed us and he never will. So I hope this episode encouraged you and inspires you uh, as I share some more of my story and some of the things that have fueled me and have drive me uh, in terms of, you know, how I've been overlooked in certain situations and uh, probably the least of these, even when it comes to ministry, I didn't uh, say this, as I said, I'm, I'm reserved, I'm quiet. No one expected me to be preaching the word of God. No one expected me to have a podcast. No one expected me to do these things and be able to communicate in the way that I do uh, through the grace of God, obviously. Um, But that's what drives me. The Lord drives me. As Jeremiah says, like fire shut up in my bones. And so what is that thing for you? Because when you find that thing and when you trust God with that thing, there's no limit. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of men what the Lord is going to do through you. So I hope this episode encouraged you and inspired you on your journey. Um, As always, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to it on. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads, all that, Um, all the social media, at Cold Therapy. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment on this video. And uh, I appreciate everyone that tunes in uh, and supports the channel in any way, man, Uh, whether you tell me that the word that was spoken was meant for you or whether you just leave the like, I appreciate it. Or if you just watch, 
I appreciate you so much. And so, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I am your host, Che Cole. And until next time, peace.